praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. I want to give glory to the Almighty God for giving us the opportunity to witness yet another week in the land of the living. Uh, I want to sincerely welcome you to another episode of Glenn Podcast. And uh, as you know, by now, Glenn Podcast is the official podcast channel of Global Emancipation Ministries located in Calgary, Canada. And our mandate, as delivered by the Lord himself, is liberating men through the knowledge of the truth. We are commissioned to make the truth of the word of God available to people so that they can enjoy uh, the liberation that the word generates. You know, um, Jesus Christ has said, if you continue in my word, you will know the truth and you will know the truth and the truth shall make you free. So it is the truth of the word of God that makes free. That's why we have been commissioned to make the truth of the word of God available so that men can enjoy freedom. And for those who have been, those of us who have been partakers of our previous episodes, we can testify that the Lord has been very faithful in this regard, uh, as He has been setting us free in every area, so uh, every area of ignorance and every area of bondage. And it's our prayer that uh, you will continue to do that, and our testimony shall continue to multiply in Jesus' name. So, I want to encourage you, uh, if you have not yet done so, I want to encourage you to subscribe to this podcast channel on. Uh, various listening platforms that are available um, depending on uh, your area or depending on the um, maybe the mobile device that you use you can subscribe to this podcast channel just look for Gloem Podcast you can subscribe on Anchor on Spotify, Amazon Music Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts um, Overcast, Breaker Radio Public, Pocket Cast Pandora and all the necessary, I mean, all the other available um, platforms, uh, depending on your environment and your location and depending on the device that you use. So when you, be, when you subscribe to this uh, podcast channel, you will be notified whenever fresh updates are available. And that's very important so that you don't miss out on any episode. You don't know um, when the Lord will be bringing your own words to you. There are certain things you might have been praying about and the Lord has decided to reach out to you to make the necessary information and knowledge available to you concerning the matter you might decide to use this one of the episodes so you don't want to miss out on anyone uh, so kindly subscribe to this uh, podcast channel on this listening part platforms and uh, tell your friends to do so so that uh, we can all be particulars of what the lord is doing the lord will bless you mightily as you do that in jesus name um, if you wish to learn more about our ministry uh, and all we do kindly visit our website at www.gloem.org that's www.gloem.org you'll be able to have access to all our resources and even understand uh, where we exist everything we do and uh, as you do that also you will be mightily blessed uh, there are wonderful materials that can uh, be that can be of uh, great and immense benefit to you as you partake of them and uh, you can also share the some of the information you come across with your loved ones that way you'll be doing the work of an evangelist and uh, we also want to encourage you to follow us on social media we are very much present on social media you can follow us on uh, and like our page on facebook uh, instagram twitter all the necessary and uh, social media platforms that are available all the ones that you have access to all you need to do is just to search for the name of the ministry and like the pages and uh, follow the page so that you can keep abreast of uh, our updates as they become available. The Lord will bless you mightily as you do all this in the name of Jesus. 
so today uh, the lord has decided to visit us again with his word and uh, shortly we're going to be getting into the episode proper but as our customers as you know before we continue we want to commit uh, the episode into the lost hands in prayer so if you don't mind uh, join me as we say short prayer let us pray heavenly father we thank you because you are a very good god we appreciate your holy name for who you are thank you so much for the opportunity to be alive again to witness this uh, wonderful week and thank you for this week's episode thanks for the previous ones thanks for everything you have been able to accomplish in our lives and thank you for what you are still going to accomplish lord accept our thanks in the name of jesus i pray for my listeners that you bless their hearts and make their hearts fertile soil for the implantation of your word we pray that your word will come out today with authority with power with grace with anointing and it will be a blessing to the heart of all the listeners to your glory and praise alone in the name of jesus thank you father for giving us understanding of scriptures thank you because by the time this uh, uh, episode is over we have all the cause to glorify your name come against every spirit that may want to cause lack of understanding of the word in the heart of my listeners i pray such spirits give up their places now in the name of jesus and we pray that the lord alone will be glorified thank you emmanuel in jesus mighty name we pray amen and amen praise the name of the lord so once again i welcome you to this week's episode of uh, glowing podcast and today the lord will be talking to us about something very very important something that can bring about freedom in every area of your life and the topic before us today is what you must know about storms the topic once again is what you must know about storms Uh, we're going to be taking our text from mark chapter 4 uh, we we'll read 35 to 39. Mark chapter 4, we we'll read 35, verse 35 to verse 39. And we'll be reading from King James Version for the purpose of this episode. Mark chapter 4, 35 to 39 in KJV. It says, And the same day when the even was come, he said unto them, Let us pass over unto the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the sheep. And there were also with him other little sheep. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the sheep, so that it was now full. And he was in the inner part of the sheep, asleep on the pillow. And they awake him, and said to him, unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose, and rebuked the wind, and said unto the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. The Lord blessed the reading of his words in our hearts in Jesus' name. So that's the word of God. Mark chapter 4, 35 to 39. What you must know about storms. Now, if you take a close look at this text we have just read, it presents certain facts every believer in Christ should take note of. Very, very important. You know, Jesus Christ had just said to his disciples, let us cross over to the other side. But between the time this statement was made and its actual fulfillment in Mark chapter 5 verse 1, when they actually got to the other side, something happened. The Bible says a great storm of wind arose and the waves beat into their ship. And from this, we learn some lessons. That's why we say it's what you must know about storms. You have to understand this uh, this knowledge, this information about storms, so we're able to know how to handle them and what to do. 
So going by this particular text, there are certain lessons we learn about storms. Number one, we discover that storms of life usually come uninvited and without prior notice. You want to understand this about storms. Storms of life usually come uninvited and without prior notice. You just never can tell when a storm will arise. You just never can tell. They they usually come suddenly without any without any plan there is no notice there is no uh we are coming storms usually come up suddenly uninvited without prior notice you saw that in mark chapter 4 verse 37 that we just read they said they were going to the other side there was no plan for storm they only had plan for their journey but the storm just arose suddenly that's important you have to understand that fact about storms also secondly you need to understand that between where you are and where you want to be or where you are destined to be in life between where you are now and where you want to be or where you are destined to be in life you must encounter storms you must encounter storms that is between the pronouncement and the fulfillment of your prophecies storms must arise jesus said let us cross over to the other side in verse 35 and that was a prophecy that was where they were going all right but before they got there in mark chapter 5 verse 1 there was a storm according to verse 37 so you want to change your level you want to go from being single to being married expect a storm telling you these are facts of life you want to go from uh you want to go from being from one level you are now to another level probably uh, promotion you want to take up another a higher position in your place of work there must be a storm every time you attempt to cross over from where you are now to where you want to be get prepared storms will arise these storms sometimes may come as oppositions somebody in your place of work may just say over my dead body with them will you take that position that's a storm they might just decide to change the policy something somewhere usually happens when levels are to be changed whenever you want to change your level expect a storm some of them are major storms some of them are minor storms but no there's no way you will not encounter certain things on your way to the other side we find that uh, we discover that from the scripture all right between where you are and where you want to be you must encounter storms even jesus christ jesus the powerful jesus christ on his way to the other side he encounters storms it's very important all right so that's something you want to take note of. We're talking about what you must know about storms. Now, thirdly, one other thing we notice from our text is the presence of God in your life will not prevent storms from arising in your life. Just because the car you carry the presence of God doesn't mean storms will not arise. No. However, it is that His presence that is your guarantee that you eventually overcome the storm. You see how it works? Just because God is present in your life will not prevent storms from arising. But 
that is presence in your life, that same presence of his in your life is the only guarantee you have that you will overcome the storm. You remember the three Hebrew children um, in the book of Daniel when the golden image was set up and the king Nebuchadnezzar has everybody to bow down? You remember the story? These three Hebrew men said, you know, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they said they're not going to bow down. They said they were not going to bow down. Why? They were carrying the presence of God. We can't bow down to golden image. And Nebuchadnezzar came out and said, hey, why are you guys not buying? I said, well, we can't because we are, we are serving God. We can't bow down to any golden image. Don't you know the implication? If you don't bow down to this golden image, we're going to cast you in the fire. I said, well, our God is able to deliver us from this your fire. And even if he doesn't, we would rather burn than bow down to your golden image. Now the king became angry and he asked them to eat up that funny several more times, other than it was before. When you call something a furnace, it's not one small flame somewhere in your backyard. A furnace is a major fire. You know, it takes furnace to purify good. The, the kind of fire that that they use in exploration is serious fire. That's a furnace. Serious temperature. Now, he asked them to eat it up again several more times hotter than it was before because he was angry. And he asked them to bind Shedra, Mishan, and Abednego hands and foot and throw them into the furnace. Now, the furnace was so hot that the flame alone, not even the fire now, the flame alone killed all the men who cast these three people into the fire. The soldiers who bound them hand and foot and said, we are throwing you to the fire, the flame killed them. And the people they threw into the fire landed in the fire and were walking about in the fire as if they are inside the air condition, as if nothing is happening. Now, the presence of God in their lives did not prevent Nebuchadnezzar from casting them into the furnace. But the Bible said, when Nebuchadnezzar looked again, he saw the fourth man walking with them. And he asked, how many people did we cast into this fire? They said three. He then said, but I see, I'm looking at another man. I'm looking at the fourth man that has an appearance as the son of God. Even he, the king himself could say, he could see that. So, Jesus Christ had to be present. God had to come down into the fire to become their number four companion. So it was the presence of God in their lives that prevented fire from having power over them. The presence of God didn't prevent the fire, I mean, them from being thrown into the fire, but the presence of God gave them victory over the furnace. Daniel, the presence of God did not prevent Daniel from being thrown into the den of lions. But the presence of God prevented the lions from eating up Daniel. If you read Psalm 91, the Bible, God, you know, the Bible says, God was saying, I will be with you in trouble. I, I, like, I like to underline in. So what is he saying? You might still get into trouble. But I will be with you in that trouble. And the trouble will not overcome you. He said, in this world you will see tribulations. You will experience tribulation. But be of good chance. I have overcome the world. So, you need to understand this. 
the presence just because you are a child of God, just because you pray, just because you fast, just because you read your Bible, just because you are living a holy life, just because you are doing kingdom work, just because you are a priest, you are a pastor, you are a bishop, you are anointed, you are Holy Ghost baptized, you are tongue speaking, just because you carry the presence of God in your life, will not that will not prevent storms from arising in your life. You will still experience storms of life. You will. You will. It's definite. However, it is the presence of God in your life that will guarantee that you will overcome the storm. Remember the story Jesus Christ said in one of his parables that say, whoever listens to me and does, I mean, and carries out my teachings. I would liken him to a man that builds his house upon the rock. You remember, he said, "The rain coming, the wind coming, the storm coming, the flood coming, and the beat upon the house." But the house did not fall because it's on the rock. He said, "The other one who listens to my teacher and does not do it is compared to someone who builds his house upon the sand. The rain coming, the wind coming, the flood coming, and they beat against the house. And great was his fall." Do you understand what Jesus was saying? He was saying. If you if you listen to my teachings and you apply my word, you carry my presence in your life. Rain will come, floods will come, wind will blow. Those are storms of life. He said, but you will not fall. But if you don't carry my presence, rain will still come, flood will come, wind will blow, but you will fall. So it's not a matter of we rain come or not. It's not a matter of we flood come or not. It's not a matter of we the wind blow or not. Those are constants. The wind will blow. The storms will arise. The floods will come. There will be rain. Regardless of whether you are founded upon the rock or the sand, that is not the matter. You shall still experience that storm. The only thing is, if you carry his presence in your life, even when the storm is over, you will still be standing. You will overcome the storm. You need to understand that fact. So don't get discouraged. That's why some people, you know, some Christians now, they have stopped praying. Some, some of them have stopped going to church. Some have even become atheists. They say there's no God. Why? Uh, we expected God to do this, uh, but a storm came. Something happened. He, he didn't say storms will not come. That's Don't listen to preachers who are telling you once you become born again, everything is bread and butter. It's a lie. That's not the gospel. That is not the gospel. No. You will encounter storms. You will. Jesus said, in this world, you shall have tribulations. No, you may. And where are you living? Are you still in the world? If the answer is yes, get ready for more. Get ready for more. For the Bible says, those who have decided to live only in Christ, they shall be persecuted. That's storm. The day you decide to live only, expect persecutions. Everybody is telling lies in your company. Everybody is lying. Everybody is cheating. Everybody is changing the record. Everybody is falsifying the record. You are saying, no, I'm honest. I'm holy. I'm going to be the only one who will do the right thing. Get ready for persecution. Get ready for persecution. They will write petition. Somebody will write something. If you are not careful, they will set you up. Things will happen. Storms will arise. But if really His presence is in your life, you will overcome the storm. 
that is very important i needed to emphasize that so don't get sad don't become sad when certain things happen to you just because you're a christian no it's don't be sad the result is what matters lazarus was loved by jesus he still died but by the time the story was over they were eating together on the table you know he raised them up so it's not about what happens to you it's about the outcome of the event and the story of the three Hebrew children, you know what happened? When they came out, they became promoted. In fact, the king had to send letters to all the prophecies that anybody who says anything against the God of these children, anybody who does not respect these children, they will be, they will be dealt with. They became celebrities. They were promoted. Same thing. Daniel come out. I mean, Daniel came out of the out of the uh, I mean, den of lions. Straight, he got promoted. Storms between where you are and where you want to be there will be storms for daniel it was the den of lions for these tribal children it was the furnace for jesus it was i mean jesus and disciples it was the sea it was the raging storm on the sea for some people it will be sickness some people it will be set up it will be persecution it will be false accusation whatever it is but stay strong as long as you have the presence of god in your life you will overcome the storm that's important no level no level of spirituality will keep storms away if you like pray for 24 hours every day you will still experience storms in fact if i want to shock you the more you pray the more the storms <laughs> that doesn't mean you shouldn't pray but i'm just trying to tell you 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 will experience storms you will okay no level of spirituality will keep it away the only thing is you are assured of victory Jesus was physically present in the ship, not spiritual. He was life. He was there, life and direct. Jesus Christ was, you could touch him, was physically present. Yet, the storm arose. It's important. If you look at John chapter 2, 1 to 11, John chapter 2, 1 to 11, Jesus Christ was physically present in the wedding. And they still ran out of wine. They ran out of wine. And he was there. 2 Kings chapter 6, 1 to 7. 2 Kings 6, 1 to 7. Elisha was with the sons of prophets when they were cutting the tree to prepare their, you know, their accommodation. The axe still fell. It fell into the water. Something still happened. And they said that last we borrowed it, there was still a storm. Because when the axe fell, no thing again to cut anything. They can't cut again. They can't fulfill their mission. They can't you know, generate a new accommodation. They can't finish their building. They couldn't continue. They, the axe fell wine got finished in the wedding what will the guests drink storms and jesus was present elisha was carrying the presence of god he was there but is that the way the story no the story did not end that way the story ended differently wine was generated axe head floated again you will also overcome every storm in the name of jesus if you're already experiencing a storm now in your life i demand by the authority in the name of jesus you are coming out victorious you will overcome all your storms in the mighty name of jesus okay now another thing we need to understand regarding this particular uh topic we're looking at what you must know about storms you know i've told you that storms usually come suddenly there's no announcement there's nothing like hey guys get ready i am coming no storms come unexpectedly just like that suddenly i've told you that between where you are and where you want to be 
there will be storms except you want to die on a spot and god forbid that will not be your portion but if you are interested in changing levels you must experience storms i've also told you that even though you have the presence of god in your life you will still experience storms now to benefit from his presence however you must wake him up now just because you have the presence of god in your life it's not automatic that your storm will be attended to to benefit from the presence of God that you say you carry, you must wake him up. If you look at chapter 4, that Mark chapter 4 that we are just that we just read our text, verse 38. Even though Jesus Christ is was in their boat, he didn't wake up, he was still sleeping. They had to go wake him up before he attended to the storm. So even though it's in your boat, it won't intervene unless you consciously wake him up or turn to him for help. Until they woke Jesus up, he was still sleeping despite the great storm. The ship was doing as if it was going to capsize. It was a, in fact, they had to like ask, don't you care that we perish? The disciples were asking Jesus, ah, carest thou not that we perish? How can you be sleeping under this condition? Until they asked him, until they woke him for help, I mean, woke him up and asked him for help, he didn't attend to the storm. They were battling with the storm. They were bailing out water. They were struggling. They were, they were desperate. They was, they were as if they were going to die. Until they woke him up. So you don't want to attend to your storm your own way. You don't. That's exercise in futility. You can't undo storm without Jesus. Is the only one who is the master of the storms. Is the master over every storm of life. So good that you have his presence in your life, but you have to wake him up. You have to turn to him for help. It's very, very important. If you look at that John chapter 2 I told you about, John chapter 2, 1 to 11, even though they ran out of wine in that wedding, Jesus didn't do anything until they turned to him for help. That was when he converted their water to wine. They had to ask him. The mother went to him. They have no wine. They have to turn to him for help. That was the only time he turned their water to wine. Same thing, Elisha. Until they told Elisha what the situation was, that was when he helped them by making sure the asked floated. It's very important. James chapter 4, verse 2 C. James chapter 4, verse 2 say, Ye have not, because ye ask not. The reason you don't, the reason you don't have it is because. You didn't ask for it. Don't ever assume God will do something about your problem just because he knows about it. It doesn't work that way. He has his principles. He has his order. Don't assume. Can't go. You know, some people say, God, can't you see me? He can see you. but he can, he can see you. He sees everything. Can't you see me? Can't you see I'm suffering? Can't you see what my children are doing? Lord, can't you see? Can't you see? That's not how to pray. That's lamentation. He's not blind. He can see. What do you want him to do? Lord, look at me. Please change my condition. Now you are waking him up. Lord, put an end to this predicament. You are talking. Lord, I ask in the name of Jesus that you touch my child and change his situation. You are now talking. Lord, Father, since I've been serving you, can't you see me? Can't you see me? He can see you. He can see you. So you have to wake him up. Don't assume he will just do something about it. You, 
you know there's one 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 funny i call it funny because to me it's funny jesus christ was passing along jericho and a a, a, a blind man was crying his name is blind bartimaeus they called that man blind bartimaeus all right it's not just bartimaeus blind bartimaeus his condition had found its way into his name. So it, his condition had become a title. Bartimaeus, which one? The blind Bartimaeus. That was his title. And he was crying, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. He was shouting. And the people traveling with Jesus say, hey, keep quiet. You are shouting too much. The Bible says he shouted the more. He shouted louder. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And the Bible said Jesus stood still. And he said, call him. And they went to him and said, be of good cheer. He called Eddie. The people who asked him to keep quiet before, they now said, <laughs> human beings. He said, be of good cheer. He called Eddie. And blind Bartimaeus came to Jesus. Guess what? Jesus was still asking him. What do you want me to do for you? Have you thought about that? You are looking at a blind man who has been crying to you, saying, Lord, uh, Jesus, that son of David, have mercy on me. He cried. And you said they should call him. I was thinking Jesus would just say, now receive your sight straight away. Jesus did not assume. Maybe that's not even what they wanted. Maybe he wanted money. Jesus was asking a man who was practically and evidently blind to the extent that his name is now being described with his situation, blind Bartimaeus. My Jesus was still asking him, what do you want me to do for you? It was until blind Bartimaeus said that I may receive my sight. That's the only time he said, receive it. Start seeing and the man became he started seeing so don't say god look at my condition can't you see me can't you see me can't you see me can't you see my children can't you see my wife can't you see my house he can't see you the question is what do you want what shall i do for thee so jesus may be in your boat and the storm is almost turning your boat upside down he will keep sleeping unless you wake him up and ask him for help i didn't say so that's the way the scripture puts it that's the order that's the divine order that's the way god wants it up and if you are interested in results do it god's way do it god's way it's very very important so don't assume god will do anything about your problem you know many people say we are waiting on god you know we are waiting on god when in actual fact god is the one waiting on you Some people have been saying we are waiting on we are waiting on God. God is the one waiting on you. Say, when will this person talk to me about his condition? He's the one waiting on you. It's very important you understand that. Don't ever assume God will do something about your problem because he knows about it. He wants you to wake him up through your prayers, worship him, praise him, give sacrificially, meditate on his word, remind him of his promises. Remind him of everything in a second concerning your father. You said, you said, you said this in your word. You said this in your word. You say, if I call upon you, we answer. Now I call upon you. You know, you talk to him that way. Wake him up. Ask him to put an end to your storm. 
ask him you really want to get to the other side on the other side that he should calm your storm because when they woke him up immediately he rebuked the wind and he commanded the storm to still and that happened immediately the storm did not the storm did not go gradually the storm disappeared immediately if only you can wake him up it's very very important we're talking about what you must know about storms i've told you storms are inevitable so don't think you will escape it they are coming if they have not come already make sure they don't come into your life without the presence of god in your boats make sure jesus is in your wedding make sure jesus is in your boats before the storms arise before the storms begin to arise make sure jesus is present and the moment you encounter this storm, don't bail water. Don't struggle. Don't begin to do like those disciples. Don't say, care is no doubt that we perish. Don't say, can't you see me? Don't try to overcome your storm. Talk, talk to the one who has the power to calm every storm. Tell him, Jesus, you did it before. You can do it again. Because the Bible says, Jesus is same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He can turn your storm. He can calm your storms again. He has done it before. So you tell him to steal your storm and he's going to do it because he still has the power over storms. Very important. Now, as we begin to round off this episode, it's also important that you note that he rebuked his disciples for their unbelief in verse 40. When he woke up, he rebuked his disciples. He said they did not have faith he rebuked for their unbelief because he expected them to have heard on to his word, which he told them before the journey began. He didn't tell them, let us go under. He said, let us cross over to the other side. So the storm was a mere distraction, but they saw it as careless, no doubt that we perish. The storm was just a test. It was just a distraction whether they believed what Jesus said or not. So when the Lord tells you something, when he tells you anything, he expects you to believe it and consider it done, regardless of the storm that may arise. If you look at Psalm 33 verse 8 to 9, Psalm 33 verse 8 to 9, the Bible says once he speaks, it is done. When the Lord said, let us cross to the other side, as far as he's concerned, he's on the other side. That's why he could go to sleep. Why will he be sleeping? Because the moment he said, let us cross to the other side, he's settled. Nothing can stop it. Regardless of the storm, they're going to get there. So that was why he was so confident to sleep. So when God tells you something, God gives you a word. He gives you a promise. The storm is a mere distraction. Hold on to his word. It's very, very important. That's his expectation from us as believers. Focus on what he has said. The storm is a mere distraction. His word must surely come to pass. It will never lie. If he has told you about it, hold on to it. It will come to pass. It will. Storms cannot change the plans of God. They don't. Storms are only distractions. Because when he rebuked the wind, they continued their journey. And in Mark chapter 5 verse 1, they actually landed on the other side. And if you look at what happened on the other side, that was it was on the other side that was able to cast out 6,000 demons from a man. It was on the other side that he raised Jairus' daughter. It was on the other side that uh, a woman who has been bleeding for 12 years touched his hem of his garment and became fine. Many things happened on the other side. But look at the storm that was going to prevent them from getting to the other side. There are greater blessings waiting for you on the other side. If only you can overcome the storm that will arise before you get to the other side. And the good news is you don't have to do anything. All you need to do is to turn to the one who has the power 
to calm every storm and let him deal with your storm. Your job is to believe him that truly you are getting to the other side. I pray God will give you understanding in the mighty name of Jesus. So that's the word of the Lord for you today. What you must know about storms is very important. Just to uh, reiterate, storms come uninvited. Storms of life, they are always sudden. They come without prior notice. So it's better you live with that mentality. Now, between where you are and where you want to be or where you are destined to be, there will be storm. Now, the presence of God in your life will not prevent storms from arising. However, His presence is your guarantee that you overcome the storm. To benefit from His presence, learn to wake Him up. Don't assume He will do anything just because He knows about your condition. He wants you. He say, ask and you shall receive. He say, yea, have not because yea, ask not. It's very important. How can you wake Him up? Pray, worship, praise Him give sacrificially, meditate on his word, remind him of his promises, trust in him. That's how to wake him up. And hold on to his word regardless of what you're experiencing because his word will always come to pass. I pray as you live with this mentality and as you begin to apply them in your life, you will never again go under when it comes to the storms of life in the name of Jesus. You always rise above the storms. And every storm in your life presently, the Lord himself will calm them and you will get to your other side in Jesus' name. I'm going to give opportunity to those who, those of us who want to surrender our lives to Jesus Christ. That's how to get Jesus into your boats. If he's not there and the storms come, you are going down. There's nothing, like, there's nothing we can do about it. No presence of God in your life, you will go with the storm. God forbid. So it's very important you invite Jesus Christ into your birth, into your affairs, into your marriage. Just imagine Jesus was absent in that wedding at Cana of Galilee in John chapter 2, 1 to 11. It would have been a major embarrassment on the wedding day. But thank God, the Bible said they invited Jesus. They didn't know they were going to encounter a storm, but thank God they invited Jesus in advance. You also want to invite Jesus into your life in advance, even before storms begin to rise. You want to invite Jesus into your wedding, into your marriage, into your children's lives, into your business, into your career, into your ministry. Let Jesus be in your boats. That's the only way you can be sure that no matter what comes your way, you will overcome. So if you want to surrender your life to Jesus Christ, I'm going to give you the opportunity shortly. But before then, there are some seven prayer points I want to call out, which I will expect you to write down for the purpose of this ministration. I will call them out you can write them down pray them at your own time but i recommend you pray them that's that's one way to wake to wake him up to be able to attend to your storm so number one you're going to say i shield my life and family i shield my life and family from every storm of life in the name of jesus i shield my life and family from every storm of life in the name of jesus Number two, I crush every barrier to the fulfillment of my prophecies in Jesus' name. I crush every barrier to the fulfillment of my prophecies in Jesus' name. Number three, Father, please let your presence continually abide with me and my family. Father, please let your presence continually abide with me and my family number four I'm going to say father arise and turn my darkness to light father 
arise and turn my darkness to light. Number five, Father, don't let your words fall to the ground over my life. Father, don't let your words fall to the ground over my life. Number six, we're going to say, Father, destroy every sign of unbelief in my heart. Please help my faith. Father, destroy every sign of unbelief in my heart. Please help my faith. And number seven, we are going to declare, I am victorious over every storm of life in the name of Jesus. I am victorious over every storm of life in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Now that is going to be what you're going to be praying about. Those are your prayer points. Seven of them. You can go over them again. Make sure you pray them. Those prayers will take care of any storm, any day, any, any, any time. So if you have surrendered your life to Jesus Christ, you are very free to pray those prayers because Jesus is in your boat. But if you want to invite Jesus Christ into your life now, you want him to take over your life, you want him to be part of your life, you want to surrender your life to him, you're going to say this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner and I cannot help myself. That's why I need your salvation. Please come into my life today. Wash away all my sins and set me free from every bondage that sin has attracted into my life. I confess you as my Lord and Savior today. Please write my name in the book of life and help me to live for you alone from now onward. Also fill me with your Holy Spirit and don't let me ever become a powerless Christian. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Amen. Now let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you because you are a good God. We appreciate you for the outcome of this ministration. Thank you for giving us understanding. Thank you for revealing your word to us. Thank you, Father, for the comfort we have that you are still the master over every storm of life. Lord, accept our thanks in Jesus' name. I pray for this, your children who have surrendered their lives to Jesus, that you will uphold them to the very end. You accept them in the beloved. You wash away all their sins. You write their names in the book of life. And you will put an end to every storm in their lives in the mighty name of Jesus. Beginning from now, now that you are in their boats, always deal with every storm in their lives in the name of Jesus. And I pray for every one of my listeners who have been part of this uh, episode today. In the name of Jesus, I shield you and your family from every storm of life. I crush every barrier to the fulfillment of your prophecies in the name of Jesus. Beginning from now, the presence of God will continually abide with you and your family. In the mighty name of Jesus, the Lord will arise and will turn every darkness in your life to light. In the name of Jesus, the Lord will never allow any of his words to fall to the ground over your life. In the mighty name of Jesus, every sign of unbelief in your heart, the Lord destroys now. The Lord will help your faith in the name of Jesus. And I declare by the authority in the name of Jesus concerning you, you are victorious 
over every storm of life. In the mighty name of Jesus, so shall it be. In the name of God the Father, Son, and of the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. If you said that prayer of salvation, I want to really congratulate you. You are now born again. You are a new creature. All things have passed away and all things have become new. Now you have somebody to take care of your storms. Hallelujah. So uh, to learn more about this new life, you have just been born. Now you are born again. You are new. So you need to learn how to live this new life. So we encourage you to visit our website at www.glohem.org www.glem.org you visit that particular website and you'll be able to meet uh, wonderful publications there that can guide you on how to live this new life you can download the welcome to god's family on the here resources that will guide you and give you some information on how to live this new life there are also other publications in ebook formats and paperback you know the previous episode of podcasts articles devotional materials and several other resources that can help you become well established in christ it's important you take advantage of these uh, resources so that you understand how to live this new life and if you also want to grow in your knowledge of the word of god you can become part of our weekly online bible study uh, via zoom app you can click the link on the website uh, on the banner on the home page and that will take you to the room the meeting holds every sunday 7 to 8 p.m mountain time you can check what mountain time is in your own uh, time zone so I can know the right time to come in for the meeting. Just click on that link. It will take you directly to where the meeting is holding. Every Sunday, 7 to 8 p.m. Uh, it's my prayer that you take advantage of all these wonderful uh, channels and resources. The Lord will bless you mightily and increase you on every side in the mighty name of Jesus. Uh, like I said earlier on also, you are very free to follow us on social media. You know, Search for us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and other uh, social media platforms to receive more spiritual updates and resources as they become available. And uh, as you do that, the Lord will bless you mightily. If you want to reach out to us, maybe you have a question, you want to, uh, you want us to pray with you, or if there's something you want to, maybe you just want to say hi, you want to share your testimonies, uh, kindly uh, use the email on our website to reach us, we'll be able to respond to you as soon as we... Uh, get your message. You can also leave us voice message via this uh, uh, platform, podcast platform you are using to listen to this episode. You can just give us, leave a voice message. We'll get back to you as soon as we have access to that. And uh, the email is info at glam.org. Just in case you want to use the email, info, I-N-F-O at glom.org. The Lord bless you mightily in the mighty name of Jesus. So thank you so much for listening to this uh, week's episode of Glenn Podcast. If you have been blessed by this episode and probably any other one, uh, the previous ones, feel free to share with others so that they can also be partakers of what the Lord is doing in our lives. The Lord will bless you and reward you mightily as you do that in Jesus' name. We'll be here again by next week for a fresh episode if the Lord has not returned. Until then, keep enjoying your freedom in Christ Jesus. God bless you. Bye.